the Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 2. Welcome back, everybody, to the Swoosh Life Podcast. We are week two, episode two, episode 17, I think, overall. Uh, guys, how are we doing out there? The Swoosh Life Podcast season two. Feeling really good. Feeling really good. Not as good as Keith, but I am feeling amazing. How, how was your weekend? Before we go to Keith, to Gumby, how was your weekend? And then weekend I'll do a quick was, recap. Weekend was good. Uh, it was a quick weekend, Super Bowl, all that stuff. I made way too much food um you guys should have been there i mean we live in different states but like it was it was fun and if anyone saw on instagram my spread was a chef's kiss the nike box full of tortilla chips i mean no one can top that okay so yeah super bowl good weekend overall always with the nike theme i could respect that and no it looked it looked really good i got suckered into buying three slabs of ribs so i did an experiment friday and experiment saturday and an experiment Sunday. And then we kind of celebrated my mom's uh, semi-retirement. So to cheer her up, uh, she was feeling a little blue about the retirement thing. Uh, did a tomahawk also. So plenty of meat at my house. And right before kickoff, I'm watching with bated breath because at my house, we were rooting for a couple of people out there. You know, you know, I'm Brooksy. I'm team Brooksy all the way. And then, uh, well, I should just say Brooks, right? Is it Brooks or Brooksy? Is Brooksy the, the offensive you mean, term now? You mean Brucey? Like Bruce, <laughs> that's, what right. Jenna, that's what Jenna calls him. That's right. So, <laughs> but the big thing was, I'm, you know, for those of you that don't know, you know, yeah. we think about this podcast outside of recording hours. So we were texting back and forth and we were texting yeah. about episode one. We were looking, really looking forward to everybody's feedback. We kind of threw everything at you guys in episode one. We did introductions on ourselves, our favorite shoes. We covered the tournament, who our picks were for the tournament. And of course, we got the new Swami of golf here, Keith Williams here, Swami. everybody. He predicted Scotty Scheffler winning the WM Open. Um, your pick of Alex Norin, not so much. My hey. my pick of Brooks looked good for a little bit. He was up there, though. <laughs> Alex was charging a little bit. And I'm like, not Keith, kidding. Keith, nailing it. Yeah, and I'm not kidding, everybody. Before we throw it to Keith for his victory lap, we're literally talking about, you know, what kind of podcast do we want to be, right? Like, obviously, we're about shoes, fashion, fun. Do we want to follow the PGA Tour every week? Do we really want to be that? Do we want to do lines and gambling? I think there's a million podcasts that do that. You guys, you know, we were discussing all that stuff. And out of nowhere, Keith becomes an icon, one for one. So <laughs> Swish Life comes back. Keith, how do you feel? Show me the money that, <laughs> I, even, that I didn't even place a bet on. But I picked my Swoosh guy. I feel like I'm going to do that every week now. Just pick, you know, who's going to perform the best, you know, as a swoosh athlete, you know, with the next tournament coming up. But no, that was, it was great. It was a great weekend. You know, I watched mostly all the, the whole tournament, but just threw, you know, a rock at the window and picked Scotty and we got the W. Well, at least the swoosh got the W too, but it was, uh, it was great. It was a great pick and, you know, three hole playoff too, which, that was pretty against, That was pretty against Cantley. Against yeah, Cantley, who's exactly, yeah. I mean, we all know we've seen him in the Ryder Cup. He's a stone cold killer, but Scheffler, man, I mean, you called it like you said he was building towards match play. He had been doing well. I think the confidence of the Ryder Cup with with Scheffler, but you kind of forget he hasn't won. 
he's been around, he's been there, but he hasn't won yet. And so to get that like monkey off his back, get that first win, he gets a pair of those custom Air Force Ones now that Nike I think still does um, for a win. It's great to see. So Scotty, hopefully he'll be a a friend of the podcast uh, coming soon. We have no idea if Scotty will ever come on the podcast, but we can always hope, right? And then we can ask him about it and and tell him Keith, Keith picked him. Well, uh, my question is, did any of us do our producer duties and hit up Scotty's DMs? Did any of us get into the DMs to say, hey, congrats on the win? Did any of us? No, coming soon, though. Maybe we'll get into there now. We we did get some some play on that. Um, we won't say how or who, but um, but a great a great outing from Scotty. Congratulations if you are listening. Um, we're, we're super pumped for you. So, uh, Keith. You're going to have some big shoes to, to fill, though, now. I mean, let's see I if we can to... go on a run. Swoosh Life Podcast comes back for season two. Let's go and on We a are going to keep your picks for the end of the podcast so that everybody has to yeah. listen to the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So we had uh, two kind of controversies. We had well, two kind of controversies at the WM, if you guys want to get into it. Well, I just want to say first is uh, this is back-to-back weeks with a swoosh-ish guy winning. Because uh, we can go back to Harold Varner our Jordan guy winning the previous week. So we're on a little bit of a run here and it's, it's great to see because, you know, there's still not that many athletes out there now, but some big, but obviously big names. Um, And so, yeah, but WM crazy tournament there guys. I mean, just like Matt said, he was going to get into it with some controversy. So let's, let's dive in because I, I want to hear your guys's takes. I got my own thoughts, but I want to yeah, hear what and, you guys And think. there's, there's one take and, and you know what? I kind of, because he's not a swoosh staffer, I kind of want to do bring up this one before we get into the, the celebration fiasco or the celebration topic. Patrick Cantley, are you guys a fan of the putter? Uh, you know, taking 21 seconds, using up all the shot clock to make the putt. My brother, my brother made a good argument. If any of us had that much money on the line, we would try and get it. We would try and get it just right. A lot of people are like, oh, he's fidgeting. I get that he's trying to get like the best line, the best feel. It's part of a process for him. Are you guys fans or not? I, you know, I, I totally understand that pros should be different than amateurs. You know, it doesn't really influence the game. There's a whole bunch to talk about there. So let's get into that before the fiasco, because that just popped into my head. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. I am not a fan of that. I'm not. <laughs> Just because I, I feel like with them being pros and with you know, they make those putts more than any amateur does ever, and they know what to do, how they set up, what you know, they have their same routines on every shot, and we try to mimic that, you know, as amateurs. So I just feel like taking that much time on that putt, that final putt, I don't know, it makes you. It, it makes you think even more about the putt. Like you just want to get up there, get your ball lined up, pull the trigger and, you know, pray for the best. So I think taking a little too much time on the green like that, like he did, I think he's a great player. I do. I'm just not a fan of how long some guys do take, or I'm not going to say abuse the time limit, but they just, they know their routines and they should just stick to them. And, you know, just like I said, pull the trigger and make the putt. Is that his normal like clock with it like and i can't say that i've watched can't lay like putt a ton but he, he's a stone cold putter too like he's he's pretty dang good sometimes i feel like there's people that are much much slower like i haven't really heard the can't lay like slowness 
before like you have of maybe a Bryson or others you know um I mean we can get into uh what was it not Brendan Grace it's the other one um but I I if uh, alludes to me right now but uh there's some much slower guys out there that I feel like do it on purpose when it's if it's situational put on the line winning a golf tournament all that stuff I can see it but from an amateur standpoint talking as a guy who doesn't even line up his putt, who just like goes all by feel and tries to like see the line, hit the line, all that stuff. Because if I think about it too much and if I don't hit it like perfectly, then I'm going to get more upset. Like I just am more of a feel guy. Um, yeah. If I overthink something, I'm, I'm probably going to miss it or I'm going to just get confused and all that stuff. So um, <clears throat> situationally, if that's his process, that's it. Like, that's okay. Like it really is. You're trying to win a million dollar tournament of just a tournament. Like it's a lot, it's a playoff, all this stuff, you know? So yeah. Just um, wanted to see where you guys' thoughts were on it. You know, quick story about lining up putts and then we're going to get to the the fiasco here. (laughs) When I was at tiger jam, we did the, we did the clinic with Dave Stockton uh, junior Dave Stockton. We did it with um, Sean Foley. So Dave Stockton asked somebody, hey, who wants to go ahead and line up a putt? And this dude, uh, this dude was bold. He he said some bold stuff uh, during during the whole clinic, but he volunteers that, you know, show show Dave Stockton his putting routine. Right. So Dave Stockton, you know, Dave Stockton setting somebody up. Right. So he kind of lines up behind the ball. He goes on the low side. He looks from behind the hole and then he goes so he makes a full 360, looks around, lines up, sinks a 12 footer sinks a 12 footer it was pretty impressive right so at least he made it right mm-hmm. and dave goes man that was great just took way too long he goes you're probably introducing more doubt into your head than anything he goes look at it from behind and from the hole that's fine just look at the low side you don't need to look at the, yeah. the high side that was his thing and just like get on with it right so moving on bunch of aces i can't remember i mean obviously t-dub has the famous ace but the 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 whole stadium wasn't built around so like you know this is what people have been waiting for only ace in like the pga tour last season on the pga tour correct right like so that's the contrast between that and currently is unbelievable but the stadium uh it looks downhill in the in tigers and now it looks flat flesh uphill a little bit like it's kind of weird so um yeah a ton of aces and just that atmosphere has got to be crazy crazy yeah, i can't imagine my heart pumping like with that many oh, people watching me but then the again there's pros need the so, loop stats on that hole yeah so the, to recap kind of for those of you maybe that didn't watch the tournament what happened was uh carlos ortiz hits a hole in one we have a couple other people on sunday hit a hole in one and the celebration sam, basically sam st- rider on saturday too that was the yeah, biggest one that was one sam rider on saturday so, you know, in hockey, we throw hats on the ice, right? And instead, it's the WM Open, so everybody just decides to throw their beers out there, right? Some of them are reaching the green. Some of them are half full. Some of them aren't. Took a couple minutes for every everything to get cleaned up for the next person to hit, for the next person to come up. There were some people that tweeted, hey, this is a little too much. Some people said, hey, you know, it is WM. Let's be fun about it. Where do you guys stand on it? Was it fun? Was it all in good fun? Was there a limit reached? What do you think? I'm Go to Keith first. first. Oh, Keith's going first this time. All right. I'm a fan of it. I really am. You know, and even a lot of most, you know, maybe 90%, 95% of the players said they're a fan of it. 
on certain weeks, you know, not every week or anything like that, but with the fans there, you're in like an arena, like, you know, a couple of guys said they're like in a, like an NHL arena or, you know, like a basketball NBA stadium. Like that's what it feels like. And, you know, with them chucking the beers on a whole one, Hey, you don't see that every day. So let them be, let them do it. And then they're at the WM. They're going to recycle all that stuff anyway. So <laughs> might as well, might as well throw it out there. Hopefully they're mostly all empty though, which I probably pretty sure if all those people in the crowd there, they're having a couple. So definitely empty. I'm definitely on board with it at certain times of year. That's it. Yeah. I think, I think that tournament leads itself to it, right? It's become the greenest show on turf or whatever. Um, it is it, the atmosphere of 16, they, that's what they want. They want to build that up. That's why they've built the stadium around it or else every course would do that. You know, 17 wouldn't have water it, at Sawgrass. It would have stands, you know? So that's what they're trying to do with it. Um, I think it's great. As, when I saw the clip on Saturday, I like it was Sam Ryder's first one. Cause it just hit spin sideways directly. in. I mean, awesome stuff. And seeing the alternate angle of the crowds go off was, was crazy. The only thing that I don't like is, is the beer chucking of like cans onto the green, damaging the green, possibly stuff like that. You're also just like, throwing trash in it now i get wm will recycle but someone else got to go clean it up for you like that's just kind of like it slightly rude in a sense of like just throwing the can out there now spraying it like it's champagne and all that stuff and celebrating within yourself within the stands and within the people around you absolutely onto the green having someone thinking someone else is going to pick this up that's where i'm just like that doesn't eh. You know, and and also good for these people who can afford to just probably, you know, spray and dump probably a $16 beer, you know, good for them. I was going to say so. 20, probably <laughs> yeah, 20, you know? 20, you know, once you count up all the tips, right? Yeah. Right. You know, it's, so. you know, you just brought up and it, it came to my head and even in a pre-COVID world, in a pre-COVID world, yeah, those things were kind of empty. I'm assuming somebody was drinking a little bit, right? Like yeah. it just doesn't seem super hygienic to me. But yeah. then again, this is the kind of place where you see people doing push-ups and then just taking a nap in the middle of the walkway, right? So well, it's caddy races have always been the thing there. They can start to get rid of them. I think they maybe come back, but like it's always had that playful nature. I think Tony's hit, like Tony Finau's hit probably multiple shots in a Kobe jersey. I know when that and um who was it? Rom used to hit in the uh, Sun Devils jersey, stuff like that. Uh little tidbit about this rom sun devils thing we won't talk about this other brand because this is a nike podcast but uh john rom did wear 11s when he was in between contracts correct uh but rom also said that he will not wear a sun devils jersey because the current maker of the jersey is not his current maker of what he wears like it's not travis matthew so I found that really interesting because it's like a 30 second to a five minute thing of putting on a Jersey and hitting a golf shot of your alma mater, by the way. Um, And he said that, so, I mean, protecting his people, I guess, but just thought that was quite interesting to hear from like a fashion tidbit kind of podcast. Yeah. Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas wore a Sandlot Jersey, right? 
Yeah, I mean, he's worn a Bama jersey. Kisner's worn a Bama jersey or because he lost the bet to Thomas, you know, stuff like that. So it's just it was just interesting to hear that this week um, from Rom about that. But, yeah, overall, I think just WM fun. It gives, it gives me a lot of FOMO. <laughs> I see a lot of Instagram friends or people that we follow out there enjoying it. Um, and looks like a great time. I, I don't know if I would feel like, that great in 16 like as like even a fan i'm just kind of like crowds man (laughs) right now but uh yeah i can't imagine even hitting a shot just just the thought of like coming out of that tunnel to that like where they walk from 15 off into that um just nuts and then also trying to like re-temper your adrenaline down to then go hit a shot on 17 where it's a drivable par four and water runs the left side and Sagala got got on that one, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. I feel for that guy. I was, I was really yeah. for him, but I will he, say so the one thing that bothered me about 16 and I will say this and you know, hopefully they didn't damage the green. Uh, any of you greenskeepers, anybody listening, that's a greenskeeper, please <laughs> chime in. What, what does beer and alcohol do to a green, right? Like you, you want to keep the green. I'm just worried, you know, you know, is it going to be in good condition for the people behind you? Right. And I kind of, I kind of went off when, when the dude takes his shirt off and starts hopping around. And then I realized, yeah, he probably knows where the hole is and where the lines are. So I'm guessing like his jumping up and down, isn't going to do much to the green. I think what really is, I get very offended anytime a golfer jumps and what it is for me is, you know, as a basketball player and I got videos, like I'm so old, it was, it was filmed on a crazer, you know, your guy could get up. Okay. At six, one, I could get up. All right. When golfers expose, like they have the single digit vertical, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. you know, the credit card vertical, like, dude, <laughs> Ooh, it's not a good look for the, you yeah. know, the, the athletic golfer narrative, just not a good look. But, you know, so that's that's the recap. And listen a little bit later on as we ask Keith for his swoosh pick coming up on the Genesis. Now, we are going to get into the Tiger Woods stuff. I think this is the perfect time to transition. Our man Gumby, who's had Nike in the bag for, okay, how long have you had? And by the way, for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, Keith and I both did a lot of fitting. I still do club fitting. I love club fitting. So this is going to be a fun segment. Gumby, you're not super technical about the stuff. You've loved your Nike stuff. How long do you had your Nike stuff in the bag? What's currently in the bag? What are we Current, replacing? Currently, so we've had it since I started playing golf. So that was a, what we're going to call 12 years now, right? Like we've been picked up golf right out of college. So I graduated 2011, started working here at the Carrier Dome um, that same summer. That uh, fall, so 2012, so yeah, 2012, so 10 years, I guess. 2012, I got my first set of clubs. Um, in that in that spring, um, I got my like big paychecks from the dome, and I was like, yeah, I'm buying new clubs. So I got slingshots. Then about a year later, Vapor um, came out, and so I got the Vapor Pro combos. Um, I play such a mixed bag; it's not even funny. I found TW Victory Red Blades at the golf store one year, picked those up because they were TW stamped Victory Red Blades. Like, of course, they were perfect condition. So I played the nine and the pitching wedge in that because it's a blade. It's 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 easier in the lower ones. Um, I then played the Pro Combo, you know, Vapors um, in the through six, so uh, eight through six, and then – my five, my four are the 
Paper flies. Paper flies. Yeah. Bro, so nice combo set. Look so it this. was. It's kind of been all over the place. Four and fives haven't gone like well. They're just a little too chunky for me. Um, six and seven, eight are like my perfect like clubs. I probably should just have all of those, but like it's also tough because I just never ordered them. I ordered the other four and fives, you know, when the vapors came out too in the, in the, you know, cavity back set or the more forgiving set, I should say, um, kind of thing. So it's all over the place. I did switch the driver out last two, three years ago with the M5 from TaylorMade, but still was playing the hybrid, um, covert hybrid, and then the vapor three wood. So, the bag is all over the place and you got all the not, colors you got not blue, to mention right? yeah not to mention i also have um this is going to be a, a random one but i took wedges out of the bag this past year and i put in costco kirkland wedges and they are actually so good like so good so wedges are set for right now um but yeah we got fit and now I fit people for one year with Nike, not as long as Keith, not as long as Matt. Um, but I still knew a little bit, right? Like it's just whether or not, you know, exactly what shafts do or anything like that, but you understand smash factor, you understand all that stuff. Um, and so what I was saying to Keith earlier a little bit is, is I think when you get fit, it's great to get fit. And I think it's smart to get fit. However, when you do, it's never as you think it's going to be like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong guys, but I feel like when we fit people or when you have fit people, it's pretty quick. It's pretty much, you know, what you're working with. You only have one thing, right? Cause you're probably working for a company. Uh, and you can see diagnose person swing their numbers quickly, get them into the right stuff, have them hit a couple, change out one, two, three things to try and bring spin down, especially in a driver or anything like that. Uh, but when you're like me and you're going to change your bag out, you probably should just test everything and see what works best. However, that's not how it works. It's not how it sort of can work um, because there's time limits and it's paid for and all this stuff. So um and you get asked straight from the get-go, what are you looking at? You know, and like I was looking at TaylorMade. Like my guys have gone to TaylorMade. <laughs> like it seems the, the next progression of things. So that's what I was looking at. That's what I got fit for. And I'm excited about that. But I always seem to leave a fitting going, what is that the best? And that's what happened with Nike a bunch of years ago. Now I was always going to go Nike, but was it the best at the time? I don't know, you know, and then we try to add in some stuff and different things. It worked for me. It has worked for me, but I can tell you, I hit my seven iron 145 to 160 on a very good day. And I did not hit it very well. Um, the first swing with the P790 from TaylorMade and it went 160 on the dot on my first swing. And that's the I, difference. that's what I'm that's what I'm gaming. I got the piece of the 90s last year. I, I mean, this is loaded and Keith, I, I'd love for you to follow up, you know what I'm going to say. But yeah, you brought up a, a ton of good points. And I think this is really good because I think a lot of folks, even if somebody's only done fitting for a year, 
there's things that you go into a fitting and maybe you're expecting certain things and you come out and you come out with like, wait, did, did it go the right way? Right. I think that's really where I would advise, like whenever, like I'm working with like a younger fitter or a newer fitter, the, the pre-interview is really good at like setting expectations and then understanding, like we have limits to our bodies, right? Like, so none of us are 19 anymore for the most part. And, you know, we're not going to swing a hundred balls, you know, with our old clubs go up and down the bag in one day. Right. So it's always better just to kind of have, so it sounded like you guys were, you were really honing in on irons. Like irons was kind of the goal, maybe the driver. I, yeah, I tested, I got a, I got fit for a driver, a three wood, a hybrid and irons. So, I mean, that's a lot. Okay, so, yeah. You did the full bag. You did the full bag. So that was ambitious. I would say that that's definitely yeah. ambitious, but you know, again, too, some people, especially with the way like the industry, it's been so hot the past yeah. year and a half since the pandemic, it does make sense that you would want to do everything all at once, get everything ordered, hope it's in stock and hope it comes in April. Right. So like it, exactly. there is a little bit of that, that time factor. The other thing about like brand allegiance, we do, we do ask for it. So like, we, you know, when I'm doing a tailor-made day, like obviously most of the time people know what they signed up for. They signed up for tailor-made. My brother, for those of you that don't know, and, and we've kind of, we never like really explicitly said it in the last podcast. My brother uh, works for the PGA tour superstore tour van fitting specialists. Uh, they got a GC quad. They do everything. My brother asks about brand, like, what have you been looking for? Because that's the other thing too. Like it would be a total miss if you came in for a 90 minute session wanting to try tailor-made and then you never got to it because the fitter went to Wilson or Puma or Callaway, which are all great options. Titleist, they're all great options. It's just, you have a limited amount of time, right? So like the big thing is, yeah, you got to get in that groove. And, you know, when I worked for Nike, you know, one of the big things, and I still believe in this kind of that three ball sample size, especially for better players. Like I don't need to hit you, see you hit more than three balls to see what's going to happen with this club. Now, if you're a little inconsistent, yeah, maybe we need three to five. We'll throw out some of the the miss hits, but yeah, I I think that pre-interview is like really big on setting expectations. And especially for folks having a goal, especially coming out with our winter swings, Keith, I don't know if you have any tips or anything you want to add to that. Yeah. When, when I was doing fittings and stuff from, 2014 to you know 16 till we stopped making the clubs you know it was like when we're doing a fitting you know I always like to get to know that person you know that's just like the sales rep inside of me build that relationship with somebody but you know and I'm not there to help them with their swing we're building a club around their swing you know that's that's what you have to do you know, you can give them little tips here and there, but no, it's, it's more about you're piecing together a puzzle shaft, grip, head, you know, driver head, iron head, you know, lie loft, everything like that. And it's just, like you said, Matt, you're getting three to five swings. You want to, you don't want to overdo it with, with your customer. You know, you just, you kind of see what they're, where they're at, where the ball, where they're hitting the, the, the ball in the face of the club and their spin rate and just trying to see at impact, you know, is this the right shaft for you? Is this the right driver head for you? You know? Yeah. I would, yeah. It's something very interesting that you said there. Like it, it's about really, you, you got, you folks got to manage your expectations, right? Like we are not there as fitters to fix your swing. <laughs> and, and honestly, if you're having a bad day, like I've had people, I've had people many times in my career where it just, it wasn't happening for them that day. Right. And it's not that they were a bad player, they just weren't feeling it. So we didn't make a decision to buy anything that day. And that's okay too. Right. Like, and I'm also like, you know, even like when I did Callaway, like I remember when Callaway came out, 
triple like some of these people with these big bertha triple black diamonds they were fit so well it was like impossible like yeah like i know you want to spend another 500 this year it's only going to get you three yards it's that's up to you if you feel and you know that's everybody's budget's a little bit different right but yeah i've, I've told people i'm like I don't see a big difference. Stick with what you got, you know? So that's the other thing too, is you do have to trust the fitter too, right? Like make sure that the fitter is not there to, you know, sell you the, sell you the LA golf shaft, regardless of, (laughs) although I've I've hit that thing, dude. I hate, dude, it's good. (laughs) The LA golf stuff is good. So it's funny you bring that up because the first time I got fit, I got fit by my guy, Jeff out at turning stone and Jeff, I texted him this time because I wanted him to fit me. He's my, my fitter. Like he fit me 10 years ago or nine years ago when they came out. And then he fit me for the driver, all that stuff. When I got fit for the Nike vapors, my swing was trash. I was bad that day. It was, he was just giving me lesson. Like you're just giving me a lesson because it was bad. And, and when you're in a dome, like we're in the Northeast and you can't hit off like turf and you can't pick an like, actual good ball. Like it, it matters. Like, I'm sorry, we're not at the kingdom. Like I want to go to the kingdom and it would be awesome to experience that, but like, we're just not in, and it's not always going to be that way. Um, so I just say this time around my swing was actually pretty dang good. Now I've kept missing it. I think it's a little bit more of like the mat and a winter swing slightly, but like it was pretty dang good. It, the fact that numbers were 160 with the new seven iron, like from the get-go on a not great swing and like not great smash factor and all that stuff, just tell me like that's exactly where I need to go because it get out with your your correct ball in turf downwind. Perfect. You know what I mean? Like all the conditions that change, not pressurized, all that stuff. So um and that's, it's another, kind of funny. that's another thing. I, I'm always surprised. People are like surprised that I want them to warm up with their current club. It's like, no, that's that's where we get the baseline. So that way, the, the other thing too is like there's this internet mystique of like, oh no, the, the 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 monitors are all juiced and the monitors are all like that's why you hit your stuff on it. It's measuring the same stuff. Like there's no magic button we're hitting in between, right? So like that's part of the building that trust too. Like, because I've seen folks this is gonna be like a little event session but like i had a gentleman come in and funny thing is actually this weekend i did fit somebody who had a nike sasquatch come on yeah nike sasquatch with the blue board no 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 round 460 460 it wasn't the tour god i love that tour that was it was a really good ball and he still hit it pretty well but we got him 15 miles 17 miles an hour ball speed like that's not marketing speak like legit like it's on it's on the monitor and he and he bought i did one two weekends ago and there were two guys, I'm not kidding you. One guy came in with a rocket balls and another guy came in with like a, like a stage two or whatever. Right. So like super old and you know, real, like this is my kind of rule of thumb. You don't need a new driver every year. It's, it's woods every two to three years, like the technology advances. That's probably when you want to, you know, where am I driver, you know, irons can be five to seven to 10 years. Irons can yeah. last a very long time. Wedges depend. That all depends on how much you, how often you play, you know, how often you want to replace the grooves and all that stuff. And then obviously if you're just me, you buy a new putter every year, just because, because uh, your, your wife just hopefully doesn't go in the garage. And I'm like, why, why is putters? This is a bag just full of putters and, and half of them are methods. Yes, they are. So, yeah, but then the, these guys come in with these rocket balls and the numbers are literally there and it's, you know, it is a difference. It's a club and a half difference. And, and these are not like, these are, these are, these are clubs where, you know, like the folks play every week. Yeah. So it's just, 
for me, sometimes it's the, the, the mentality of like, wow, like why delay, why delay? Like, you know, life is too short to me. So. Yeah. I think, I think the Talk only thing. Those. Go ahead. Gum. No, I just was going to say the only thing for me was, was it felt timed rushed a little bit. Now I, I come to find out he had like another like class or fitting or something at, uh, when at five, he had it at six. And I just say Ryan, uh, turning stone, I don't know if he's listening. He's on staff with Ping. I asked him like what your staff is as well, because I think that I don't think it changes anything, but you just want to know. And he was great. And he helped me a little bit. Like I always chicken wing. So I'm just trying to work on my left shoulder rotating the whole time to try and do that. But like center club face was, was hit every single time uh, with the tape, but it was a little bit high, you know, because I add off to the club. So, um, so that was interesting. The only thing is that like, so I have a friend who works for KBS. He sent me shafts a long time Ooh. ago and I want to, I know your friend. <laughs> I know. And I want to, I want to use them and, I, but I can't just get heads. So the next best thing is when I buy clubs, I want to use a KBS shaft. You know what I mean? Like to support him and all that stuff, but they weren't, I wasn't fit into a KBS shaft. So now I'm like uh. questioning, like, do I go with it or do I just find exactly the same thing? And so I've done my research a little bit. It was fit for a project X 6.0 LZ. Ooh. So it's like, do you just go into a KBS tour 120? They're about the same weight. They're the same kick point. Like I think mm, it's mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. okay. It, so yeah, we I, can get into that after. Cause I want to know your thoughts on that, but that's yeah, where sure. I'm like, unless you have I'm money like, tapers, then just, just send me the money tapers. If that's what he sent you. <laughs> that's what i I play like i and they're the ones that he sent me again are like awesome and i have the red like red labels and they're all black too so like they're sick shafts and i just want to put them on something and 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 i know eventually i'll just like i'll put them into wedges you know like and just play like a a wedge um because they're wedge shafts too or one or they're they're not even cut you know like they're perfect so i don't know but it, I, like, I think you screwed up your interview now now that i'm thinking about <laughs> it you should have said i got these kbs shafts tell me which head go with this shaft but you, should, but you can't you, just order the heads you know what i mean yeah so that's i just i think i should have just said hey what's the kbs equivalent to this and i just didn't and that's kind of like where i messed up a little bit so the other thing was in the driver i've always thought it was a stiff shaft always we don't swing fast enough but I'm right on the edge that I actually was fit into an extra stiff um, 6.0 RDX black. So I, but it, that's because it keeps my, the spin rate down and the launch a little bit lower. Cause I hit it a little too high and I was yeah. like, wow. Okay. And seeing the numbers on it was like, about 10 more than what I normally was getting indoors and smash factor not being where it needs to be for it so it's still like can improve you know what i mean so it's one of those things where like two, those are the two things about everything the hybrid or was okay ventus red seven um 19 degrees so it's like i think we go from a four hybrid to like a three hybrid now um which is fine because i think if i can actually hit a four iron instead of a chunk of four iron we're good um three wood um the hazard is smoke, um, red, 15 degrees. So I think, I think we're like, 
built a really nice bag. I'm very excited um, for the future of everything. But I was just so like, those are the two little tidbits is, is where do I go on this Project X shaft to change to a KBS shaft? And um, just was surprised to get into a, an extra stiff shaft with a driver, which oh, I, we'll, I just we'll, we'll get into that. Enough. Yeah, we'll get so, a little but, more into your situation afterwards. Um, but I do want to, I do want to like let this out. Cause this is a huge, I think this is a huge thing that I think a lot of golfers don't understand about flex in shafts. There is no industry standard on what, so CPM is how you measure flex. There's no industry standard that says if you're a 262 CPM, this is stiff. Everybody label it stiff, right? One company's stiff might be another company's extra stiff might be another company's regular. And I believe it was my golf spy uh, and I'll try and find the link. And they did, they did, they had a slow swinger, a medium swinger and a high swinger, and they had them all swing regular stiff and X and the results are not what you think. So really, it really depends on, you know, how you load the shaft and how that particular shaft reacts with that particular head. Yes. Right. So th that's a huge thing. Uh, you know, case in point, my last fitting that I did this past weekend, uh, we were fitting one of the staff members. So guys, a PGA pro, hits the middle of the face every time, hits at 290 yards, and he's got a stiff. Yeah. Right? That that was something that they told me was too, is like, it's not about like a certain, like it's still the same weight, like because it's a, because it was the 6.0, it's still like the, the gram weight was still the same as what I was currently hitting in the stiff. It's just where it flexes differently. And that's where yeah. you get a little bit of a change. And, and I just thought that was so interesting because i think so many amateurs especially someone like me hears swing speed is regular stiff extra stiff not necessarily the load point of yeah. your swing which I, remember, I think is very interesting and, and last thing what last thing before we go to keith on this but yeah uh, remember too project x sits in the middle that's why project x actually doesn't label stiff or extra stiff so six oh is in between Six yep. five is a very solid, you know. Rory's in like seven zero, like can't give up his project X's. But yeah, Keith, Keith, is there anything anything that you're you're hearing that you need to correct me on, or are we on the right track here? No, I actually just saw McRoy's clubs for this year, the seven shafts in there. They he just did what's what what was in the bag for him yeah. and all the new stealth stuff. I want to know: Am I the only one that hasn't hit the stealth yet, Matt? Have you <laughs> hit it? We're doing oh, demos. Oh, absolutely, no? absolutely yes. doing demos. And how is it? Uh, you know, I will say it's one of those things. How the face of it? How's it? Yeah, so it's interesting. The I will say this: the the sound is slightly different, but in a lot of the stories that they've told us, the the pros actually preferred the sound of it, right? So there's a little less of that metal ting. The sound is very satisfying, very good. I, I think the story of the fact that by making it a lighter face up front, that they can make it a bigger face, was really appealing to me because one of the things I love about the old Sasquatch tour that we mentioned earlier is how tall, how deep that face was. And a taller, deeper face for me has been good. I am a person who does not hit the center of the driver. Like I'm always like top of the face, toe on the face. And one of the things, and here's another thing, I didn't fit myself. I don't fit myself. I go to my brother because you know the guy does it every week, right? And I'll tell you how many times like I thought, oh, I've got the magic solution for me. I'm going to go three up with this graphite shaft and do some crazy stuff. Yeah. My brother's like, yeah, no, dude, you're standard. Do this. Don't be an idiot. He always corrects me. And the thing that he told me, the th cool thing about for me for the stealth is my toe shots come out with the perfect launch and spin. So my misses are like perfect with stealth right now. So I don't know that that encourages me to be even wilder, but 
yeah the stealth is pretty legit it's it is pretty legit um but that being said you know the new the new rogue that's out there is solid the tsi from titleist i think that has a really sweet sound so just to, just so everybody knows like i'm not a tailor-made homer because i do fitting i have in a bag yeah that tsi is the the, the sound TSI of it and the feel it is good but uh, I, I'm definitely happy with the stealth. I just got to wait till April 4th for the eight degree heads to come in. Yeah. So, and I have a trip coming up in May. <laughs> Valley. The, the stealth is, is interesting. Cause it kind of reminds me of that old, the Nike and the two piece Nike driver, which is, was that the flex flight? Um, flex 440. Yeah. Like that. It kind of reminds me of that, like where it still has like a little bit of that, like, it's not gonna call it a dead sound who still makes a sound but it's like that sort of feel and when you hit that flex 440 like it would go you know what i mean it would jump and go um and that's kind of what it felt off the stealth a little bit too which was nice and i really enjoyed it and i hit the sim two last year like twice on the course my buddy was playing it and hit it and i bombed the hell out of it and i was like like if this is anything and compared to my m5 you've already jumped a little bit you know and so i think with the irons too just that jump up like i know i'm not going to be a long hitter i said that to the guy it's like my game is gumby golf we talked about it last time it is <laughs> it is short and whatnot but if my dispersion can be off like to, can be come in a little bit if my like can be just a little bit longer so i can get like a four iron to be to cover my gap between my hybrid like and hit it 180, 190, like I'll be happy because that means on a long par three, I'm not hitting a hybrid or a three wood. I'm hitting a four iron. If I'm short, I'm short. But if I can hit a four iron and push it 200 on a good day, I'm going to be real fucking happy. Excuse my language, yeah. you know, but like oh, it's just pumped. one of those, he's pumped. one of those things. So I, I do want to talk about maybe offline about my Project X situation because I, I do want to get that right um before ordering and all that yeah, stuff. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, because I think that's just a really important thing. And and the LZ, we went into a couple different shafts, but it, they were all Project X. And and that's where I landed because it was the first thing I hit and I never hit anything else better. So it was like, okay, we went back to it. Um, but it's really interesting. I think I think fitting is important. I do. Um, but it's so crazy how I'm I'm six two and a big guy and I'm standard everything, standard lie, standard, you know, loss, standard height. Which is just like I could technically go to a store and just pick them off the rack, which is not like most people, but it is just kind of where it's I'm a little at. bit of a letdown. A little bit of a letdown. No, just... it's just one of those things where like I I would like to stand a little bit taller, and so maybe if but that's not where my swing was at on that you know on that day and what you're seeing currently. So like you just don't know if that's where you should be, like, can you, it would be adjusting my whole swing, right? Because if I'm standing a little bit taller, be adjusting, but I don't know. Come to Chicago Chicago and get fit by me. You got to be more honest with your fitter because I'll tell you another story. Gentleman came in, he's got some speed zones and they had built it with, and he's like, I think the shaft is too soft. It's spinning too much. I want something longer. He's about probably by, you know, I'm six, two also, he's probably about five, 10. I'm like, you're probably going to be standard, but let's take a look. We found a shaft. We found a head. He was hitting it fine. We're doing the three balls. And then I'm like, okay, now let's put a half inch long back into the mix, right? Like let's eliminate it. Cause now we had like our best possible. I'm not kidding you, man. At five ten, this guy was hitting it, crushing it with a half inch. 
because it was more comfortable for him. He could actually go down and get the ball. Yeah. And it was, it was the strangest thing, but guess what? That's what worked. And that's what was in the back of his head. And that's what was like, I think that's what was hurting his speed zone experience is yeah. the fact that, you know, he's like, no, 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 I should have had. So you want to eliminate all those doubts. So we might have to get you refit, at well, least get, that, get you a second session out there. And that's the hard part too, is because when someone asked me like what my miss is, like, I think you tend to say left or right. And I actually said, I leak a little right and I hit it thin a lot. And I think I hit it thin because it's, I, I, I don't know if I need half or even just a quarter, but like, because I think I, I come up a little bit on it. I mean, I'm try- also chicken winging. So I'm probably adding like loft. And so then you're like de-lofting the club technically, but like, and getting it a little bit, but I don't take a good divot in any swing of mine. And I don't know if it's because I just don't go down and get it. I don't, or what, you know? So um, it's interesting. I think it's just like, it's, it's all good stuff and all like makes me think that I made the right choice, especially when you're going to spend all this money and all that stuff. But it also makes me just like slightly second guess everything. And, and like I said, I don't think Ryan's listening, but if he is, I still enjoy the experience immensely. I just didn't like, it felt a little rush at the end and I wish we would have just tried a couple more things to eliminate it. But that's also on me to try and say, Hey, I'm going to get fit for a driver or three wood and a hybrid all in an hour. Like, so I knew yeah. what I was getting into a little bit as well. You're not going to hit these guys, hurt these guys' feelings. Trust me, by being honest about what you what you're hoping to accomplish. And Keith, right. you're, you're the best player of the group. We've already established that without <laughs> me seeing you swing. We've established that you're the best player of the group. I have an interesting question. Are you a sweeper? Are you a divot taker? Like, do you think that's you know what do you think about when you think about impact with the iron? Because my irons suck. <laughs> I'm a sweeper. I don't, unless I'm with my wedges, I'll take, I'll take my divots when I need to, when I'm close to the green or, you know, hundred yards out, 150 out, you know, wedges and down, but longer irons, I'm sweeper. I'm picking it pretty clean and, you know, definitely hitting ball first and then, then the ground. But with, like I said, with the wedges and stuff, I'm definitely, you know, getting down and dirty with, with the ground and going after it. But, do you think about do you think about short irons differently than long irons when you're hitting them? Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. even more of a sweep with the longers. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's not something that I think I think about, and I think I would probably what benefit. From. What I'm playing right now is because I'm in the. I went through a whole switch last year. I had Nikes since they came out. Yeah, I had the yeah. blades. I had the original blades. They're downstairs oh. in my basement right now. The Duvals and the Tigers. They're downstairs. Duval strikes again. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep dropping his name all the time. <laughs> I love it. He needs to become a friend of the podcast, that's for sure. But it's just with my three and four irons, they're the P7 and uh, CBs. You know, so they're thin, they're forged, they're not fat like my old two iron Vapor Pro, um, Vapor Five. The Brooks, Brooks two iron. Yeah. Brooks. So, so I feel like with it being, you know, it doesn't have that butter knife look, but it's like I, you know, I pick it clean. I do. And I feel like with the longer irons, you have to do that, you know, to make your good contact with, with it. And it's, it's just, it's a good fit for me. And, you know, it's, you know, prime time when my swing's dialed in, it, I'm good to go. But 
right yeah. now, things are going all over the place. Well, we're going to pick your brain even more because you still are the best one out of us all. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to get into more fitting talk, more equipment was, talk once we actually start really hitting fun. the course. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, Hopefully fun you guys enjoyed about. it too. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. So I what we're going to more, do... One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. That's be pretty funny. So, you know how people say that drivers lose their pop and stuff? But if you're bringing me a Sasquatch or a Sasquatch tour or rocket balls, yeah, the driver is definitely going to lose its pop and it's time for a new one. Okay. So yeah. So two things for me before we go, because we're going to cut to break here in a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. For 10 years, if you've been leaving it in the trunk of your car in your, your unheated or uncooled garage (laughs) over time. Yeah. I think the shaft or the head, something's probably going to wear a little bit. And, you know, and I hope everybody gets that. I try to be as impartial because everybody makes great equipment. So I would say like two best sounding still, I love the stealth sound. I love the TSI sound. So you guys should all check that one out. But, uh, and I don't know if this is a comment on me as a fitter, but yeah, everybody that's come in to hit the stealth, we've gotten a gain. So I don't know if that's me the, as a fitter or as the club. So that's my little cocky statement to tease y'all because we're going to hit up the Genesis. We're going to talk T-Dub. And if we should start seeing TW retros after this break. All right. So now you've listened to me talk about Anchor, our wonderful sponsor. Let's get into some uh, TW talk. It is Riv Week. We are back with Riviera. Um, it'll be nice to see Tiger speak. Um, we are recording this on a Tuesday night. He will be speaking on Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Um, so you all listening, probably on Thursday or Friday, uh, have already heard him speak, and hopefully he's doing well uh, from the past. But, yeah, it's always fun to see Riv. He's never played well at Riv, and he's not going to play this year. Um, but uh, it always just kind of brings back some nostalgia memories, right? He played it back in – um was it 92 um and so that kind of got us thinking about retro tigers tiger woods through the years and then maybe our favorite tiger woods golf shoes out there and so we're going to kind of go through that we're going to talk a little bit about riv and the and the setup um we'll get keith's pick later on tonight uh but yeah tiger woods his impact golf game um and then some of his shoes like what are you boys thinking, Keith? You know, tell me, tell me your thoughts about Tiger right now. Well, I feel like there's going to be a driving range session this week. We're going to see <laughs> yeah. from him because um, I've heard a couple of things where he was down in Albany, in the Bahamas, yeah. and he was at the range a little bit. I heard. Yeah, he was at the Nexus Cup event, uh, college event, the college uh, down there as one of the main sponsors of that. He's been doing a lot more with the college and the Nexus stuff. Um, Nexus last year was at uh, Liberty National, this year down in Albany. So uh, cool to see that. But yeah, I think Albany's his home away from home with the golf course. So it's nice to see him on, hear about him on the range. TW Spot does listen, I believe. So TW Spot always our source of information for Tiger Golf News. And if you guys don't know him go check him out at tw spot on instagram and twitter as he is all things tiger and and whatnot and and nuclear is the trackers now that he's got he's got like a whole horde of trackers out there um, under the nuclear brand which is awesome to see uh, people kind of get into the tracking of stuff i know i used to watch the gc track tiger tracker um and whatnot but yeah it's always fun to see when he starts peaking up a little bit right like he's obviously gone through so much the car accident almost a year ago now and and just all the back surgeries and stuff but it's always great to see tiger peak up a little bit and obviously we can go back to 2019 in the masters 
Um, Matt, your thoughts on, on Tiger this week and, and, and what he's meant and, and stuff like that. For those of you that don't know me yet, and maybe some of you have, are good friends of mine listening, and some of you have played golf with me, and some of you have worked with me, and some of you might have experienced a Matt Cusick rant. <laughs> and I was fully prepared to deliver a Matt Cusick rant because the topic of Tiger Woods and his current shoes just, it, it, it gets to me a little bit. I have some strong opinions on it. However, I do know that the people that work in Nike golf, like, I don't think it's malicious. I, I think that there's certain strategies that are, they're being put into play. And, and, you know, I would just like to see certain things. So I'm, I'm not going to give the rant that I promised y'all in the text message, but, but oh, I mean, just clarify <laughs> some things for me, if you guys could, Yeah. if you guys could. Right. And, and again, I love everybody at Nike golf. Uh, I love y'all, but yeah, just is Tiger Woods still an active PGA player. Yes. He still plans so. to play at some point, correct? Yeah. yeah. Is, is Tiger Woods, um, did, did we see a bunch of Michael Jordan retros, the, the goat of basketball the last few years? Yes, we have. Is Tiger Woods not the freaking Michael Jordan of golf? And all we have is these black and white TW20s? Like, even Japan. Hey, Japan got some strikes. Oh, yeah. got, we, we've gotten nothing limited in terms of the greatest player of all time in many people's opinions and he's still playing like it's not like it's not like he's retired and he's like hey i'm I'm out on my yacht and leave me alone and and i'm not interested in any of it and i totally get that maybe tiger is a curmudgeon and maybe tiger wants to play some you know maybe he wants a classic looking shoe but that doesn't mean that we can't get limited drops like why can't we get this tw20 and you know case in point gumby you guys did a really good job last year talking about the victory tour too. And I, I should have mentioned this yesterday, last week, the victory tour too, when you release something just in black and white, and, and that's fine. I can't justify having multiple pairs of golf shoes if they're all going to be in one color, right? Like throw something snazzy at me, like the victory tour too. Once they started releasing it in different colorways, they started adding a little color this year. They've kind of added the Cortez type swoosh to it. Those little wrinkles are fun. And I think it, it makes, brings life into the product and, it's just a little disappointing to me. And that's why I think it's definitely time to retro because if, if look, if you don't want to bring a retro as like part of the main line and have it available all year round, can we at least get a drop like a victory red drop, uh, yeah. you know, around one of the majors that he's won. Maybe yeah. we can get a green jacket drop around, <laughs> you know, that, that tournament in Georgia that he's won a few times, right? Like, yeah. can we just get a little something? Because I think as we go through this ranking, it's going to be interesting to see where we start ranking shoes and like the turn TW20, like where yeah. would we put it? Where would we put it? Like it's well, a fine shoe. It's a comfortable shoe. I've tried yeah. it on. I've wanted to buy it. I just, I don't have the motivation to buy it. And I, I really do. So as Matt alluded to, we are going to rank kind of our, go through some of our favorite tiger golf shoes here coming up. Uh, I do have to say Matt though, TW20 does have a win on tour and it is Scotty Scheffler who just won in them. Wearing the TW20. So, I mean. Guess what? I didn't notice. It works, you know, but no, I I know. It's not to mention that at the hit and giggle, the last time we saw Tiger, and I hate bringing this up. I do. It like pains me. And I've talked to many people about this, but, and he doesn't have to wear a Nike. He doesn't. But Charlie does not wear a Nike shoe. He wears the Puma Pro Adapt Delta Mids. Like, he just, he does. And it is wild to me 
that he doesn't. And maybe it's just a fit thing. Maybe he's had a maybe he had a bet with Ricky, their buds, like who knows? And he's gotta wear it. But they just I think it just surfaced that he came in second in a tournament. And I'm not here to like talk about Charlie Woods because he's a kid and we're gonna leave him out of this for a while. 100%. But he's a phenomenal kid and he's a great golfer already. He's already better than me. I already know that. Uh, and he's hilarious. Yeah, but I know, but he's he's wearing a Puma, and his dad's the greatest Nike athlete, one of the greatest Nike athletes of all time. So it's kind of just funny to see that, like, we've we as in like, us including ourselves as Nike people uh, have are. almost like dropped the ball on that, right? Like, there could be a Charlie shoe in the works. Who the hell knows? Like, now that seems very premature for that, very premature, but. If your dad's Tiger, give the kid the bag. You know what is I mean? Nike, is Tiger Woods a top five or a top three Nike icon of all time? Three. If you list their Nike athletes, three. is he top five or t- top three, right? Three. I mean, he's two after Jordan. Maybe, you know, I mean, who's Tiger, it? Who Serena? Be? Federer, Federer. Uh, Maybe Serena. Uh, Federer yeah. left. No, I would I would go he Griffey. Yeah. I would go Griffey as Griffey. the next. That's right. Griffey. Because Griffey has swing man. I mean, if you think about golf lines, if you well, think about lines, right? Well, Let's just think about lines from Nike. And this is a little off topic, but like lines from Nike in general is Serena doesn't have her own line. She should. She has collections that drop. She has like, yeah, fashion. But it's not, it's not a, it's not a footwear. Right. So you've got Jordans, you have uh, Tigers and Griffey's. I mean, Griffey's are more like the swing man. So it's just that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got, Kobe's, uh, LeBron's, KD's, which all are just kind of like around this Kyrie's, around the same thing. It's a basketball shoe now, right? It's not near the level of a Jordan or anything like that, but it is just a line that they that they carry. Um, you could say the trainer uh, was Bo's line, right? Like he pretty much was the person to do trainer. And then what other, what else do you have? I mean. To be quite honest, Costin or and whatnot should have had a line when he was with Nike, and now he's you know um, gone. Like he's gone to who uh, to Oakley, I think, or whatever. So it's kind of like weird to to see that, but like, yeah, I think it's three. I think it's I think it's Jordan, Tiger, Griffey. To be quite honest, is my three. Keith, is he top three for you? And and do you agree that we should be start ret- start looking at retros because the TW twenty eight ain't it? Yeah, hundred percent on the retro. We need to create something, bring back something, just in different colorways too. If it's like they're you know the first you know the TW thirteen in a different color, you know anything like that, or even their classic. We you know if we're gonna go through our top three Tiger Woods shoes. I went really old school. Ooh. So, Give it to, do you but that's it my, now? but that's my, well, that's my one thing is which, yeah. which one do you retro? Like, right. which, yeah. because is a 13 retro, it's eight years ago, is eight years right. ago retro, or do you need to go back to 97? Or do you need to go back to 2001? You know, because I think that's the hardest part, probably where Nike is at right now with calling it a retro. Jordan's shoes, he's at what? 45 something like that shoes now different like one 36 36 okay so i just wanted 45 because it was his other number i didn't know where he was at but go. still we're at 36 and we're seeing we're seeing four five three four five like that's 33 something years ago now you know what i mean like 
that's retro. I mean, I think the good thing about the, the good thing about the tiger line is it never went like with a one, two, three. Uh, no, correct. Kind of thing. And just to give you a little history in 1993, Jordan retro, the Jordan three, and they were on the Jordan eight. So there was only a five-year gap. They did a reissue. They didn't call them retros back then. They called them reissues. That's so I think, I think reissue would probably be what we need to classify a tiger shoe as is that is is do you reissue the 13 in 2023 next year i love that i think that'd be awesome i think with the technology and all that stuff i think also we know that's my favorite shoe nike golf shoe per last uh episode um and it also goes to like who designed those right that's another hat field now it wasn't tinker but it was toby right and so there is something special in those type of shoes between the 13, the 14, the 14 mesh, which I completely consider a completely different shoe other than the 14 um, and stuff like that, that I think is really quite unique. Now you have to forgive me when we rank these and we'll go with Keith and Matt first before me, and I can be the last one or whatever, but I'm newish. I'm not newish to tiger, but I'm newish to like Nike golf and the golf game, right? Like, we didn't pick it up until 10, 11 years ago. That's when everything like hit major. And that's when I just dove in. So when I got a 13 was close to around 2012, 2013, when it came out. So my sample size of what I owned and what I like from a tiger shoe is just going to be with from 13 to now. It can't really be that because I never tried it, never knew it. Now, based on looks, I can give it something based off what it meant to a major win or anything like that, I can give it something, but that's where it's where I'm coming from in this ranking is that mine are, are slightly skewed because I know people will rag on me. If I say like, Hey, I only want a 13, a 14 and a 17. You know what I mean? Like I just know people will rag on me for that. Cause it's like, really? You didn't like the, you know, whatever, but I'm just saying like, this is where you gotta know where I formed and that's, kind of my ring you know goes off that kind of thing yeah so but let's get into it let's get into it i want to hear what your guys thoughts on these on these rankings yeah keith quite, keith give us those rankings where we can't right. wait i'll kick it off but I, I agree with you i do think there should be a retro coming out you know if not anything like what about a soft bottom shoe you always see tiger when he's off the course and stuff you know wearing I don't know all the names of them, but you know, where's Prestos a lot? The Prestos, like, yes. The Prestos, Prestos. Like, why not just maybe not change the name, but redesign or make a shoe form that you know that he wears off on the streets, and then people would go nuts and wear those too. You know, when we're off, leaving oh. the course and stuff. But um, yeah, South um, Bottom Thirteen would be sick. <laughs> sick. Yeah. And I think the 13s just, I'll get into my top three in a second here, but I'm just like the 13s kind of changed the golf shoe industry a little bit too. It gave it a more sporty look. It did, you know, and, you know, with the, with the cleated bottom still. So, all right, enough with that. I do have my top three Tiger Woods shoes and the third, I'm going three to one. My, my number three T-dub shoe is from 2003. It was called the T-Dub Gore-Tex Center Steam Stitched Classic Shoe. Oh my goodness. And I actually, I know maybe someday this will go on YouTube, but 
look at that baby right there. If guys, wow. you guys listening right now, I actually have the catalog from 2003 with the shoe right on the front. Oh my goodness. If and I, I can des- to- if I can describe the shoe for you guys, it is like a brown leather shoe straight down from the toe to the laces is a center double stitch. And this thing looks like a damn dress shoe that you should, that should come back right now. That thing is gorgeous. Like look like a supple, nice little leather. That's, that's a great shoe there. So with that, with us being retro and stuff, I think Nike golf should come back. Their first shoes always had this little white swoosh on the back heel. And that would be a cool retro shoe to come back. Just like that, that shoe right there with the tiger on with the shoe, with the swoosh right on the heel there. So, and funny you said dress shoe, college hockey, when I was playing, I took the cleats out during the winter and I wore those to home games when we had the dress. That's, that's a, I wanted to do that with the lunar Clayton's for the longest time with Nike shoes, yeah. because I, yeah. I mean, that was when they were with Colt, they, they had the deal with Cole Han, they had the, all of that stuff, the lunar lawn in it. And it was, I just thought the Colt, the, the Clayton's were so dirty, that wingtip like golf shoe was just yeah it's what you still see like a justin thomas play right like he looks down he wants to see that kind of old school like classic golf look and scott Scott wears it now again yeah it's it's cool that's great though talking about the claytons that's yeah i have all those and i wear those to weddings those are my exactly that's great i got everybody a pair of the black ones for my wedding with everyone and we all wore them which was awesome so that's, that's that's probably my top five shoe but wait you wore clayton's at your wedding oh yeah the black I, ones the, all of us that's did. awesome yeah yep i have a pair of the gray clayton's and i think i've worn them once just for fear of like i, yeah. I don't think if i'll be able to recover because I, right? I have them too yeah they're the suede the gray suede yeah those are awesome awesome that's all right amazing. what's two for you what's two, two is t-dub 15 interesting yes and I wouldn't have expected that. No. Now, which which colorway are you rocking there? I rocked the blue. I was gonna say you're gonna rock the blue. Blue, blue's my cover color, guys. Yeah. You no, know, once yeah. you get to see me or see me on Instagram with all my scripting, I go blue, blue, black, gray, white, if that. Yeah. But uh, I throw some funky colors in there too. And you guys are gonna laugh about this. I have them right here. Oh, look at that. And. I wear them now because I take the cleats out of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, so for those of you that, are, that, that don't have the video, he pulled out the TW15 with the black and blue gradient to it. Yeah. Um, and the TW15 still had the free outsole, a little bit more structure to it. I don't think it was yeah. a, as flexible a free outsole. But the TW15, that's a sweet call. That's, a, that's amazing you still got. It had the fly knit. It was a fly knit material, which is awesome. Yeah. I just want to take a pause here and just a thank our listeners for listening to this, but B thank you guys for being here because this is what makes this so fun is that like Keith and Matt are just like me and hopefully just like you guys listening. We're like, who would else other than us would think to take the spikes out of a damn golf shoe. We love that much just to wear it all the time. And I know we probably aren't the only ones. And if we are, that's why we do this podcast, I guess. But like, I, love this stuff i know there's others out there that do i know the people listening do and i just need to take that break because i just think that is the coolest thing because that's absolutely what i would do i've worn my new am 90s just 
wearing them. Like they're not a golf shoe. They're just an AM90 shoe. You know what I mean? And that, cause they're so comfortable. And, and, and I've thought so many times to take something, a spike out of a golf shoe and just wear it. And then including, I have, um, the swing tips, um, and I wear the Brown swing tips, um, as a dress shoe a lot of the times because they were like that sole is pretty flat and then they've got a little like the little pegs in the bottom and yeah so i just had to take that moment and, and pause oh, this great. because i think it was there's it, a lot of us out there yeah i think it's the coolest thing that that we're here doing this and and only us would come up with that and i'm sure there's like i said there's others let us know that you're out there give us all of your tips on what you guys do and then come be on the pod because this is this is the home for Nike golf fanatics, for Nike fanatics, for golf and whatever. This is it. We are here, you know? So sorry, Keith. No. Just had to get so number one, I'll, I'll pass it over to Matt. So number one, if you haven't gone back, go back now and listen to episode 16, season two. And I'm not switching it. T-Dub 13s, number one. White. I told you show and tell. Whites, and yes, I have you, worn them. Yes, I that have. is the good thing about that upper. I know we talked about maybe being uh, like a less breathable shoe because of the upper, but those clean it, up it is, so it, well. It does, it cleans really yeah. well. So, that is my top three. And I know, Matt, you are up next. Yes, oh boy. Okay, so and you know, the thing about Tiger Woods for me is that I, I actually started just before Gumby. So like for me, like some of the first Tiger Woods shoes I had, like, a, you know, honorable mention was the, the TW eight and a half, uh, the SP eight tour. Like those are cool shoes that I think. Uh, and when I'm calling for a retro, I would even, you know what I would actually really like is a pro tro. So like if we take something like the air zoom TW, that original one could look a little dated, you know, put some lunar line in it, put some react in it. Like if we can yeah. do like what the Kobe line is doing with the pro tro where that, you know, they brought Kobe's back, but they had more updated cushioning. I'd be super cool with that. And, and Nike, if you're listening, I, I wasn't trying to, you know, it's just what happens is with an all white shoe, all black shoe. And this is from the basketball world. Anytime like somebody leaks a picture of a basketball signature shoe and it's all white, everybody just, meh. like it just doesn't show off the details in that shoe and, and the TW 20 does have details in it yeah. that I think just some, just some, even just some black and white color blocking could really make it the shoe pop. Right. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just asking for a reason to buy the TW 20. <laughs> so, uh, so for that, the, my honorable mentions, obviously that eight and a half, that SP eight, they didn't make the I like, top three. I like uh, that one. The yeah, I do. Really nice. But really, when I started really getting into golf was when the Ballistic Mesh 2009 showed up. It's a very low slung shoe. I love the 2009. It's got Ballistic Mesh along the side, small swoosh on the heel. That's a shoe that I think still could play today. And I think that's another thing that plagues the current TW line. TW17, they did those double straps, kind of went for like a more athletic, like Jordan 8 buys with double strap. Didn't really work. Uh, Tiger didn't really play in them all that much either, right? So it yeah. also helps when Tiger played. Bad year. That was a bad year. Yeah, yeah it, it, was a, it was a bad year for Tiger, right? But I think currently what we're doing is we're, we're not satisfying. Like, the, there is that super classy shoe person, right? And and TW right. kind of wants to be the classy shoe person, but with the swoosh on the, like, like a, it's not a huge swoosh. They didn't do the huge swoosh. They did kind of like the medium-sized swoosh, and it just looks like they compromised on the 20, right? The 2009 has a small swoosh on the heel. Perfect placement for me. The, the ballistic mesh along the toe, uh, along the forefoot, I think is fantastic. It's a sharp shoe. 
Number two on my list, I'm going to go with the 2010, which was the next evolution. More ballistic mesh kind of went up the midsole and then they went with a big swoosh on the side, right? Yep. Like yep. they both work. They both work. But the cool thing was the ballistic mesh was this gray. So they could do the all black, but if they had the gray with the white, that 2010 really popped. It really popped nicely. Yeah, just yep. sets it off enough to have a little bit of contrast. It's not Absolutely, all right? Uh, and, else, yeah. Yeah. And you know, honestly, you guys, that number one shoe for me, and I think it was ahead of its time, and we keep mentioning it because I've talked about it before, is that TW14 mesh. It was spikeless. It was mesh. It breathed well. That's the, that's the light summer shoe that was way ahead of its time. And I think so many golfers would rock it today, especially if you brought it back like in a Nike Bayou because you could Nike ID it yeah. back in the day. That TW mesh is just, I played flag football in that on turf. It was such a good shoe. Like if you want to talk about a shoe that really yeah. was felt like an athletic shoe because of that free bottom. And I'm not a huge free guy, by the way. Oh, but that's free bottom, but fly wire too to secure it, which was right. huge. And it's funny because the 14 is is one shoe, but two two very different shoes. You look at a normal TW14 in black or white, and you're like, oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Athletic, but sleek and whatnot. You look at a TW14 mesh and you're like, that's a different shoe. Like it's a completely yes. different shoe. And and TW14 mesh came out with like the pretty much started like the volt trend, right? Like led into like the vapors and the volt. I mean, my backup driver <laughs> to, to this day and will continue to be is a volt crown like vapor driver. Like I love that driver. I love looking down at a volt crown. Like who else has that? You know? And so I think that like started that like trend of like volt is like boom, like. And Nike got really into that and it was great to like, it's, it's super fun to see um, that come back. But yeah, those are like, these shoes are hard to find now, right? Like it's impossible to kind of like find those things. And I wish, I wish you could, I wish I could find a, a size 13 TW14 mesh in that Volt clean, like I'd buy it in a heartbeat probably. My wife probably wouldn't like it that much, but like I would buy it in a heartbeat, you know? Uh, and same thing was like back when the 14 came out, I just got them 13. I love the 13. Why am I going to get the 14? Because you have. And I missed, and I missed out on it. Like, and I, I, I don't know what that feels like. And now look of it. I think it's a great look, but same thing with the mesh 14 mesh and the 14 overall. I don't know what they feel like. Now I got to assume that they probably feel pretty similar to the 13, just with a little bit more structure on the, on the top, like of the actual foot, like where it secures it. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that way. Like I would love to see them bring back a 13 in 2023. Like I would, I would love that. I would love to see them bring back the 14 in 2024. Like if, if you want to talk about like a revamp of it and not a retro, but a revamp of it um, or a recycle almost like, do it and do it right because that shoe let's just go to like StockX, let's go to go let's go to ebay and see what those shoes are selling for and if they're selling for 500 or more remake that goddamn shoe you know what i mean that's just that's <laughs> right. just what it is that's just could what you it imagine is. could you imagine tiger does let's say he does the range session little little hit and clinic right and he shows up in the tw13 or the tw12 even if it's just for the range session and he doesn't actually play in it ever, like just to yeah. bring it back, to bring yeah. those vibes back. I, I think you'd go, you'd see some golf people go crazy because I think there's a lot of us 
there's a reason Tiger moves the needle on social media so much, right? Yeah. Barely played, barely played. Was he still in the conversation for that PIP, the PIP? Is I'm that, pretty I, I sure he was still like second, I think, or, or third or something like that without playing, which is which is wild to think about. Like the three-second video. That's what he did it with, with the three-second yeah, video. Right, exactly. <laughs> Posted his swing, right? Because that's all we heard from him last year was that. That was it. Yeah. 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 So Albany, but no, I know. I, I gotta look up this Albany video now. Was he wearing his TW practice shorts well, from 2014? I don't know. If there's a video. <laughs> Albany, there's no Albany video current of the new of the this past weekend at Albany. Yeah. Uh, there was at um, obviously oh, the hero, gosh, hero, right? Um, and then two weeks later was the hit in Google at the PNC. So um, yeah, okay. So we're, we've now come to the like natural like into mine um which is tough so i i can go one two three because i can and uh, we all the worst kept secret in the world the one's going to be the 13th for me um however matt you did bring up something uh, and it's because i do have this shoe and i have it in black uh, which is weird because i don't wear black shoes a lot but if i if I play in black pants, I actually wear these quite a lot as I have the TW 17 and I don't mind it. I really quite like it. Um, now I wish the strap was kind of a little bit more intuitive on like how you do it. Cause it's got to go one way or the other way, but it could be like either or, um, but that is a secure shoe to me. And I think when he was coming back at that time and he needed more, lateral stability in what he was looking for i think that really fit him well now do we get to see him play in it no had we i think we would have seen like some really big results with that because it was different it was new it still had a very clean look from the toe up to the like where the laces are which when you're looking at a pant like in on the course i think right. it works really well um again that simple swoosh on the back but yeah i really I, 17 um, sits up there with for me um, just as, as one of mine, but it, I also, I have the shoe. And so I can say that I've worn it and played it and all that stuff. Also mini rant, mini rant here. Okay. And this is something that frustrates me as the Jordan 32 had that fast fit system tour premiere had the fast fit Tiger Woods shoe had fast fit. They had a fast fit version that came out and they did just such a small run. I never saw it in stores. I never had a chance to pick it up online. Like that shoe was interesting to me because at least there was a technology story. And the mini rant for me is it's kind of frustrating because Nike does this. And a lot of times, like they come up with a cool technology and then they kind of abandon it, like never to be seen again. And it seemed like it was their version of BOA. I know BOA is huge. In other countries, America just doesn't like jump on the BOA train. There's other right. countries where BOA is like the majority of the golf shoe sales. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I love BOA. Actually, I've tried BOA. I'm like, this seems kind of cool. I, I admit yeah. it does make shoes look a little socky, little too uh, FI Premier-ish, if I may. So just a you know, little shot at the past there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's well, that weird period too where the FI, it was the FI premiere or the tour premiere were at one point rumored to be Tiger's shoe. Tour premiere, tour premiere was supposed to be the Tiger's shoe, and then he never played that year. And so it went to no. so then like Brooks adapt, like Brooks played in it. Brooks won his majors in it. Yeah. And oh, so well. then it became the Brooks shoe, right? Yeah. Like by like almost like Brooks is kind of like 
fell into it a little bit. But yeah. it was – yeah, that was supposed to be the Tiger, and then he just never played that year. Um, and so that was kind of, like, the big thing. They're like, let's move it to a tour premiere instead of the tour, like, TW premiere. Um, so that was – it's quite interesting. Yeah, that, that. Was a, that was a quick fix on that shoe because in the catalogs that were out, it had TW listed as that. That Correct. was it. Yeah, which, which was cool. Um, and they're like, oh, this is a shoe. <laughs> so, so you talked about so I, um, the SP8 TW tour, uh, Matt. I I like that shoe a lot. I think that would be three, but I think it's tied with another shoe that resembles that shoe, but it's more modern. And that's a TW13. Has that same like. Um, I'm going to call it venting that goes down the side. So it pulls from that um, eight, but then is more in the modern look. And, and I believe the, that one um, is the one that he won the masters in is more of the TW 71. Sorry. Um, I don't know why I said 13. I'm looking at a sheet that has it like listed on numbers. <laughs> so that's why I said 13, but the TW 71 is also the one they were the one, the masters in. And so it's got that little, little venting that's not really vented on it. It kind of pulls from the, the eight. And I think that's really nice. So that would be my third, they're, they're T3, but I think those are the two ones. So um, it's quite interesting to see. I, I think, you know, the 20s haven't really, like I said, done much. I mean, there's one with, like you said, with Frank on it and then like tiger striping that we've seen in uh, Japan or China or something like that uh, across the seas that never came here. It was rumored to come here with all like well, with the, the tiger stuff and just, I think supply chain with, with the pandemic really screwed up a bunch of Nike plans. And even then I saw an article today and this is the swoosh life. So we'll talk about some other like stuff, not just golf, but like, like, the supply chain has really affected Nike a lot and it's not something they're going to talk about a whole lot because they still want people to buy their shoes, but you can't go to like a golf shop or even just a sneaker shop and get Nike shoes right now. They've pulled a lot of that from, you know, little boutique shops and stuff. And it's, it's going to be tough here for a little bit getting, getting shoes. And we've already seen it with the Jordan one drop. And I think we'll get more into the Jordan ones next week on the podcast, uh, of things because we've got some some ideas on these colorways we've got some thoughts on on what they look like i think we're all holding out for one certain colorway to come out if it ever gets released um and, you know but but we saw people go crazy for these these jordan golf shoes at like a golf smith at a golf galaxy at a T- pga tour superstore that probably aren't that many golfers you know but it's a jordan one and so they get them, they resell them, all that stuff. And it's, it's, it's its own pandemic during the pandemic of, of golf, you know, flippers, floppers, shoe, you know, heads, like sneaker heads, um, doing all that, that, that could be a whole nother show on the yeah, I mean, I've seen, and I think I've it seen will TikTok be people talking about taking the spikes out that like, yeah. Hey, go, go pick up these golf shoes and take the spikes out or, or do yeah. a little govern action with them. So on the reverse side. And so it, it's interesting to see like where like Nike will fall into what shoes are coming out. And, and I know we've, we've talked and hinted at these new shoes coming out. They're not out yet. Brooks has worn something a little bit like, again, plain right now. So you can't see all the detail in it. And when they come out, you'll see it. I think, you know, Jordan's, there's always an ADG 
that comes out every year. There's always a Jordan that comes out every year. Look at like the taxis like coming out. Those almost resemble what you're talking about, uh, Matt, in uh, TW2009. You know, like it's got a little bit of taxi to it. Yes, it does. Absolutely. So From the it's kind to of, the midfoot. Yeah. Right. It's kind of fun to see that like, like come back a little bit. And I, I think there's some great opportunity. It's just whether or not they can, they want to maximize it, what they're doing. Now, I think one thing that most people don't know about Nike Golf and whatnot, when it merged, when things merged together, um, we got less Nike stuff, golf stuff, golf related stuff to gain more of the Nike catalog. I, I'm just going to put that out there for people. And I know it's, it. people want to see, like, especially us want to see, you know, um, clubs and balls and all that stuff, you know, back with Nike. Uh, but when they got rid of the hard line group that, and they kind of re kind of emerged from its own and their own entities into the sort of one with what I'll call like, the athletic group of tennis, um, surfing, skateboarding, stuff like that, um, is that you got the catalog of other shoes now to, to play from. And so we now have a 270 golf. We now have an AM 90 golf. We had an AM 97 golf. You know, um, we have a Jordan. We have a Jordan 345, like 11. Like all that stuff was not happening before Nike golf hard lines folded in in a sense yeah. the yeah. I, I would I say the jordan the, the jordan, jordan one thing. yeah the jordan one it was right at that time you know and that was like a test and it was like which way do we want to go you know and so i think it's 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 hard it's like a catch-22 do you stay in hard lines or do you kind of open up the playbook and i think they've seen great success in opening up the playbook a little bit um so it, it's quite interesting you got to remember Nike, Blue Ribbon Sports, all of that. It started as a shoe company. It's just a shoe company. Phil's dream was a shoe company. Like, if that's all we're making, I'm happy with it. It's fine. You know what I mean? The Victor Hovlands of the world that wear just the Nike shoe and don't wear anything else, I'm okay with. I think even like a Cordas, like wear it, one of the Cordas sisters, you know, like yeah. stuff like I that. Think it's so, awesome. I like more. I wish John Rom would have stayed in a, in a, 11 you know instead of going to trendy golf or wherever he's at or travis matthew you know so like bubba wearing a jordan awesome just does keep that, just keep that stuff going on does that know? mean when keith picks who's gonna win this week he can pick the person who's just wearing a nike shoe like that they don't have to be head to toe nike no right? i think he, i think he's going head much... to toe because i'm different yeah. than you guys my nike athletes have to be head to toe yeah and maybe we could discuss that like in later podcasts, whatever, but like, I'm not a fan of like, he's a talented golfer, Matt Wolf. Why is he just wearing a tailor-made hat and everything else is nice? Oh, you want the hat too. I want the hat. But the hat is the biggest like thing for people. Like that was, that's that's the, that's the, that's the Thomas Peters effect, right? Thomas Peters came over to Nike a while ago. I think Thomas Peters only wears black or white and I've never seen him in a color before, but um, he wears the Callaway hat like the hat is actually one of the bigger parts of a deal that is like harder to get through when they're signing these athletes which is wild to me because i'm like just you know how bad i want to see jt and a damn nike stuff like 
I would, oh man, that would be the coolest thing to see Justin Thomas in it. But he'll never go to it because he's that old school style thing. Like he wants to look down. He's and such see, a like, sneakerhead too. I I'm I know. Some, sometimes that's I'm on Instagram yeah, and all. I'll see like an announcement from thing. Sneaker News, and it's like liked by JT. Like like, like oh. he wears Nikes all off the course. Everything that he wears off the course is pretty much like Nike when it's sportswear, when it's other thing. And yet he plays in, it's not even going to be Ralph Lauren anymore because of other stuff, but like he plays in other stuff. And I'm just like, just come to the right side. But that's where having like a really good good dress shoe. And, and, you know, I I think there's some, I don't know. I don't know anything, but I think, I think we'll, we'll have some stuff. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, you know, when I was talking about the TW not satisfying that, like, like, let's be blunt, the G4 customer, like that country club customer that does want like a classy, really classy, shiny dress shoe or something that looks like it's, you know, it's out of the 70s, 80s, not saying that in a negative way. I think it looks sharp. There's nothing wrong with having that, but be that like, like choose a lane, make a, make a shoe that totally fulfills that section instead of like, I think when, when we try to like half step it, like that's that's where the tw feels like a half step it's a half dressy but not really fully all the way the victory tour too that that rory's rocking i think that's beautiful i think that fulfills your lunar control too because man i think the only thing holding me back from loving that shoe more is a little bit of the lateral but i think comfort wise man oh man that react technology in that victory Tour is so good and it's classier looking uh so i i definitely i'd be interested to see what the results are now that they've changed the swoosh but you know, back to Tiger in his tournament. I think it's about time. What are our picks? Who's our Nike picks to click for that tournament? Keith, you are up. I, I'm not even picking anymore. This is just all Keith now. He, oh, really? He, he gets oh, it we'll one. Pick. Yeah. Okay, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll pick. I'll, I'll do – this will be my thing then, like, just a Nike athlete and head to toe, hat to shoe. <laughs> Has to be. And we have about – we have about actually Frances, France, I can't even say his name. Francesco Molinari. Molinari. Francesco Molinari. That was so bad. He's wearing a Callaway hat with Nike everything else now. Yeah. Callaway but, is um, like a big stickler on it. I don't think there's any other yeah. Callaway person out there who doesn't get it, has a Nike without the hat, you know? Yeah. So I'm going with, and they're playing at Riviera. Beautiful course, tough course. You have to drive the ball well. Yeah. I'm going with the one and only, the best best swing in golf right now and your most accurate driver, Rory McIlroy. Ooh. The best out of our Nike athletes. You know, I was looking at it. Yeah, I was looking at the roster, and I I keep wanting Camp Champ to win. I see Camp Champs there, but it doesn't seem like a course where you can overpower the course. It seems like a course where you have to place the driver and you have to place your irons um you know so yeah i i, I like that rory pick rory you know rory's one I of my guys he is misses are not that bad and that's a tight course some of those holes you're looking at the tree lines you're hitting fades you're hitting draws and there's just tree lines you have to shape it around trees just to get your ball in play off the off the tee he's, so here's he my is, guy. he's playing with he's playing with a former nike guy and um a friend of the program's friend, uh, we'll call it, is he's playing with Kyle Stanley. So Ooh, Kyle Stanley, and we all former. know Ivan Smith, who's 
one of our boys and again friend of the podcast Ivan uh, we will have him on one time to hear about his experiences with Nike um, in the future but he is he's good friends with Kyle Stanley and that is his guy so Rory playing with Kyle Stanley this week and Lanto Griffin um, coming up I I'm going with Cam Champ this week Ooh. Cam plays well in LA in in California this is where like this is Cam's hometown. It's like kind of like feels like that Max Homa thing last year. Max won. He's an LA kid. I also think like just Cam, he hasn't done much this year, but there was kind of those weeks that they just like click. And I think I once I saw Cam Champ on, in the field, I was like, I think that's my pick. Like I think that's my guy this week is Cam Champ. And I know that like you you can't overpower Riv, but Bubba, someone who hits the ball a long way has run at Riv twice. And so I think it's like kind of that same thing. So I'm, I'm going camp champ this week. I I'm using your method of thinking for my pick, but I'm not going camp champ. My method of thinking is a man who exited the WM a little early, a little earlier, probably than he wanted was wearing pine green threes, had the drip going. I expect the drip to continue. I'm going Tony Finau. We're going Tony Finau this week. I like that. So those are our picks. So we've got Rory from Keith, Cam Champ from myself, and Tony Finau from Matt. Oh, guys, I I just – this was a great podcast. This is a long one for us. I don't think we normally go this long. I don't think we expect to go this long. But when the discussion is this good, covering all these topics, we probably could have broken this into two episodes and you guys would have been fine with it. But between fitting, between TWs, like – this was so much fun today, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed episode two, episode 17, whatever we're calling it, of season two. Uh, man, this was a fun one, guys. Any last words from from, from you guys? Any uh, Anytime T-dubs mention, we can probably just make 15 million podcasts. So, But no, I'm good. I'm good with my pick, and uh, you know, if you guys want, you guys can follow me at NikeGolfKW on Instagram. You know, I'll be up to date on everything with releases coming out, you know, especially tag along with the podcast. And then, you know, once spring and summer hits, I'll start showing you guys my scripting. His scripting is on point between me, my scripting with my little tykes and oh, everything yeah. and key scripting of his. I think you have the rug, right? You have the rug. Nike rug. I am so jealous of that rug. So, um, yes, I agree. I can't wait for all that scripting and, and, and many fun things to come on the podcast. too. We've had a couple you know, listeners reach out uh jordan thanks for reaching out talk about that rory putter that we mentioned last week he reached out to the podcast showed us some pictures of that bad boy holy crap that thing is amazing uh the white method uh grip with the staff like white um head cover and just that that simple clean 006 bottom man that that thing is is smooth so thank you jordan for reaching out um matt what you got last words no, hey, uh, great again. Thanks for having me on and keeping me on the team for another having, week. Having you on, you're part of this damn podcast. You're not a guest anymore there, dude. <laughs> but hey, everybody, check me, out, check me out on uh, at Matt Cusick on Twitter, at Matt Cusick on Instagram. This has been fun. Show us, uh, send us those suggestions because we definitely share in the, in, the, in the group chat. Anything and everything is uh, is in place. So thanks again, everyone. Can't wait for, uh, can't wait for Tony Fina to bring this one home for me. There you go. So, and uh, lastly, remember become a supporter of the podcast. You can go to uh, Anchor.fm backslash the Swoosh Life Podcast backslash support and help us support things. We've got some merch ideas brewing. 
we're thinking about some drops around some majors and stuff like that. Um, it's just logistics on that stuff. And we're just kind of getting started. So we're just trying to get our feet back underneath us, get organized. Um, but you never know what will pop out. We've got some giveaways coming up. I know what Matt's been teasing us in the group chat about you guys are going to flip over. So um, if you haven't like told people about the podcast, get on it. We're at 500, close to 500 followers on Instagram. So make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow myself on Instagram at, under, at Gumby underscore Cuse. I almost messed up my own hand, tag handle. Um, but yeah, until next time, we'll see you in the next one next week. Good luck to our Nike athletes at Riv. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up. Let us know what your favorite TW shoe is on Instagram. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the Swoosh Life Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the Swoosh Life backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah, that's what I like, yeah. that's what we like. Yeah.